Right, so welcome, Gabriel. Yeah, we're back at it again. <laughs> Yay, for the second part yeah. of our conversation that's been waiting to happen for a very long time. Yeah. And yeah. finally, the forces have aligned. Mm. And also, it's, it's perfect timing as well, because I needed to go through many different things before I can actually start speaking. Um, mm about some of the things that I've been seeing and going through and dealing with. So I'm very grateful to be here and sharing. <laughs> well, welcome. So Gabriel, um, I've written down so many different questions and I'll look at the book if I need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably be here for like four hours having this discussion. But yeah. um, do you want to give us a little bit of your background? Is there a way that you'd like to just introduce yourself? Yeah, let's do that. I've been called to, to share my stories and share some of the things that I've been going through. And so even before Sangoma, I started a podcast called In the Know. Mm -hmm. And In the Know was basically a podcast just to share everything that I've been doing, all the um, different diets and meditations and techniques to, to grow ourselves uh, spiritually and also physically. Uh, and I wanted to share that with everyone uh, because when we're in the know of these things, then when the time comes, you will have the tool, you'll have the understanding, the know of, of what you can do. So if you're in a sticky situation, you heard I did some meditation or whatever, you start doing that and maybe it'll help you. And that was my intention. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, mm. and then yeah. after, after um, going through Sangoma, I stopped the podcast. I stopped everything because my whole reality shifted. Everything that I knew and thought was real was changing. And I didn't want to start just saying a bunch of things on the podcast and I am a person that takes time and um, when I receive information to before sharing it with others to to see if it's for real if it's not something that's just uh, uh, fake news or whatever it is and I really sit with that information beforehand and after all of my trainings and graduations and I felt this urge again to share and the, the podcast then evolved to the alchemy of remembrance. Mm -hmm. And that's truly the essence of what I believe we're all here to do is, is anything that we are trying to do here as human beings is just to remember who we truly are, to remember our true essence, what we're really capable of human beings. And then through that, we can be free to do what we came here to do. Uh -huh. Wonderful. That sounds beautiful. So, Gabriel, what is the path of Sangoma for you? What, what is it? The path of Sangoma is the path of remembrance. It's the path of walking one's true self and knowing one's true self. 
Um, and I didn't know that during the time, but as, as I keep going on the journey, I keep remembering more and more bits of who I am and that sort of aligns to what I want to do and, and where I'm going. Um, so that the podcast and, and, um, bringing cacao in involved and sharing that is, is my passion. And it was through going through the trainings of Sangoma and becoming a Sangoma that has allowed me to express that, um, express the stories that I sh I'm sharing and express the cacao in many different forms and ways. Mm. So how I see it is um, <clears throat> when we begin to, to heal our ancestors, uh, our grandmothers and our grandfathers, and we start to acknowledge them for the first time in our in our lives. We then we then start a whole cascade of events that that change who we are, and it actually starts to remember. We start to remember who we are. We connect back to maybe a grandmother from Philippines. I find out she's from Philippines, or I find out a grandfather is from. Um, uh, where else have I found, um, you know, from South America. And, these, and then you can start to pinpoint certain uh, ideas of, of where, who you are in, in the whole scheme of the whole family, of where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, so it is the belief that we are our ancestors, we are made up of our ancestors in this physical realm through ourselves, We've, uh, science has shown that in our DNA, we are made up of the ancestors before us. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's quite an important thing when we were talking about family constellations and talking about connecting into trauma or um, connecting into to other, to our family, to our ancestry. Um, we're connecting into those that the programming in the DNA in ourselves. And so you could see that those programs are living within our being and that creates how we are going through. And so when there's, uh, when there's fighting, there's always fights in families, there's always um, divorces, there's um, deaths, there's uh, betrayal, there's many different things that can happen in a family dynamics. And some of that, either most of us, either just uh, push it away and deal with our lives and we don't actually deal with the problem. And so all of these things go to the people's, to our ancestors' graves. And these, these patterns, these traumas, these uh, things st still play out on the, the people that are born next. Um, mm. You know, they also say like fights that happen when you're, when you're in the womb also affect the, the baby from that side. So all of these are connected in that way. And um, I think just through my own journey of healing my ancestors, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint what kind of trauma, what kind of things that I've been dealing with. But what I know is that there's less confusion. There's less um, frustration within my own body and frustration within how I want to live my life because, because of going through this. And, and that's why I think it's, it's nice to share this is because how we, we believe is that the confusion, the frustration that we're feeling is our ancestors fighting within our own body 
um, all the different fights that have been happening over years or um, disharmony or mistrust between two families or anything like that. It was all happening with inside us. Mm-hmm. And um, we're only looking at it from a point of view of who we are. So the, there's, no, there's no reason why we should be confused. So we're thinking, we're looking outside, like we, we said last time, we're looking in that external world. How can we fix that too? But it's with inside that's the problems. And mm. yeah, uh, Sangoma was a way for me to, to deal with all of that and come out on the other side with a little bit more clarity of who I am and, and what I would like to do. So when you talk about um, the ancestors and then you mentioned Gabriel, who's an archangel, um, I think what, what I'm interested in is something that might be a little bit more, I don't know if it's a broader context of ancestors, but um, I think someone mentioned that, that, that um, for the Sangoma past, the ancestors are not necessarily only the relatives as such, but can be everything in any, yeah. any aspect of life, you know, can, I mean, mm. the, the angels, the archangels, the masters, the trees, the plants, they all can be, is that right? Or is that a misconception? Yes. No. So that's, that's the, the reality. And that's, I'm glad you pointed that out is because when we're on the outside, we think, oh, they, they're worshipping ancestors or that's their God. And, um, you know, so that can, I think, deter people from their belief systems and what they believe. A lot of Christians and other people that believe in different deities may, may not look at Sangoma and say, well, this is, this is not the religion for me. But it's not really a religion. Um, it is a bigger understanding of everything um there are there are people that practice just ancestors and maybe that's all they understood but it also depends on what family you go into what kind of trainings have they done before and what elements what frequencies what um beings are they working with to create their their foundation their lineage of sangoma that they teach mm-hmm. and so in our family We've been blessed to, to, or I've been blessed to, to be able to experience that isn't just ancestors, that we're actually working with a wide variety of, of all, all that is. We're, we're working with the, with the church frequencies, with Jesus, with the angels, with God. We're working with uh, the water spirits. Um, we're working with the big chiefs, the ascended masters. They call them Akosis. We're working with the warriors, the Ngunis, um, and the Estunias, the prophets. So it's, it's all these different um, religions and people that come into the family, they bring in that. And we expand, we expand that um, knowledge. So if another person comes into the family who's bringing in a tradition, say Tantra or Hinduism or um, Buddhism, then we start to integrate that. So it's not, oh, you, you can't do your way. You must do the way that we teach. Um, and that's the beauty of what's, what's going on is that we're starting, we, the more and more we expand and the more, more we have people join the family, the more we actually realize that it's all just one. It's all, it's all in it. So we're working with, with everything. 
Um, my Baba is Gogo Maria Magdalene, who, who is um, also in the lines of Archangel, so that I was her first child. And so it's quite um, synchronous that she was Maria Magdalene and then I was Gabriel. And so we're working with the energies of the Magdalenes, which is also Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that way, we aren't really uh, um, worshipping just one, or it's, n- it's not about worship in actual fact. It's more about service and just being open to all that is and not being dogmatic in a way or not being forced in, in a certain structure that you must believe this way or you must pray this way or, yeah. So the person that comes into the path um, goes through an initiation and receives a name based on who, which energies um, they're working with. Is that right? Yes, yes that's okay. correct. Like an ancestral yeah. lineage or a, or a yeah. being particular being yeah. that they will be working through or that will be working through them. Exactly. Yes. Like and then one, they take one, that name. Is that right? They take the name. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Then they and take then, that name. okay. Mm. And yeah. then you call that person your Baba, which is a, like a, a father, right? Even if yes. it's a woman. Yes. So then your Baba, it would be your trainer. And um, how, how you find your trainer is up to you and your ancestors. And your ancestors are, okay, so we know that they're, they're spirits and they're working in a different realm and they can see more than what we can see in this 3D reality. And even, even when they are sick and, um, you know, still dealing with all the traumas and, and, he, and they need the healing. They know what they need and they know where to get it because they have a, a bigger perspective of everything. And they guide you to your Baba because it's only one person that can deal, has the medicine for your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And that medicine could be anything. It's not plants. It's not, it's not just plants. It's not just, um, the path of Sangoma. It's not just, it's different things. So my ancestors needed Maria Magdalene who brought me cacao, who brought me the, the labyrinth, who brought me rainbow, um, the, the rainbow labyrinth and the vocal, vocal alchemy and all of the different medicines that she provides. Mm-hmm. And that is what my ancestor ne- needed to heal. Mm-hmm. And someone else may be attracted to another Sangoma who's got um, Buddhism in, he, in his lineage and the practices of meditation and stillness and whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so we also say that we, we say it's a Baba because you need a fatherly love to train and to, to, to heal because when we go into ancestry and we go into to those places, it's real. It's, it's what this world is about. There's suffering, there's poverty, there's all of these things that we deal with and we all know it because we live in this world, but we, we try to avoid that. Um, 
and you could call us crazy because now we're actually that's where we're going into we're going into that suffering we're going into that trauma we're going into those that dirty uh the muck to to clean some of those things to clean that uh, so that we can be lifted um lifted higher uh, mm-hmm. and and be who we are be freer it's the heaviness um of of the collective that we are feeling when when we feel our ancestors and so when we go through that and we do the healing there is a lightness because the healing does occur okay and then when you talk about a family that you come into if you could just explain that is is that like a lineage a specific lineage mm-hmm. or what does that mean you're in a family yeah 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 so it's a it's a lineage that you you could say you could say it's a it's a mystery school each each uh, mystery school has its own uh roots of where the information is coming from and these roots are the foundation upon which all of the spiritual teachings that we get uh come from so one family uh could be completely different to another family in their roots but there are similar elements um you know this we still use the same uh mutis which is the the herbs and medicines plants that we find um but maybe we'll use it in a different way and and that's just how which what part of how the family is connected to what lineage um going dating back to however far you can remember or connect back to mhm so yeah mm. so what what is this phenomena of sort of white sangomas i mean that hasn't mm. been forever has it yeah i don't think so um so we can also talk a little bit about uh the darker side of sangoma and what has more been put out into the world of what sangoma is and um when we when when we feel the power of ancestors and we feel what we are doing and the power that we we gain from it there there does come a point where jealousy can come into play and and there's a big sickness of that in in africa because of poverty um and lack lack of that when you gain something it's not likely that you would want to share it with others mm-hmm. um because that's just how we were brought up that's just the nature of africa um with the lack of pov- uh, with poverty consciousness so so i think way back when um before times were more open and age of information coming in the the ones that did have the knowledge and more connected to to the earth in africa was the darker skinned people and they they didn't maybe they were the the big chiefs had bigger consciousness of what they were doing of how the ceremonies were taking place and how that is working with ancestors but um a lot of the training is body body consciousness 
where your body does things or you start to do things within ceremony, which are your ancestors doing stuff, but you don't actually have consciousness of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm finding is that the darker skinned people have that within them. You, you tell them to dance and they know exactly how to dance or you beat the drum and they immediately, their body just starts moving. Um, and, and the ancestors start roaring or start speaking because their body is already in tune with, with all that is. Um, so a bit better so, relationship to the subconscious, maybe a more yes. healed relationship yeah. to the subconscious. Yes. Yes. And so they, so, so you could say that they found the, the knowledge of Sangoma or the tradition of Sangoma first. And when they started to feel the power, my, my assumption is that um, that is why they didn't want to bring other people in is because, is because it's, it's more of a family thing. It's more of an African thing. It's more of this is us. This is our tribe. Um, and that's how it's always been. Even, even before Sangoma, if you're just working with tribes, it's one tribe against another tribe. There's never a mix. And and when there is the the you know there's also some challenges, but there's also beauty and growth in that. Once the chal- if the challenges are met and overcome, mm-hmm. and we've come to we've come come on such a long journey. I mean, my journey is only young in the family, but I can only imagine how far they've the family has come to get to where they are now, and to be able to accept all so when we start when we're starting to accept the white people it's it was first when we started to accept all of everything not just one free one not just ancestors or not just uh water spirits or not just but keep adding and expanding the consciousness of, of the practices that we are doing and evolving and learning and and seeing how we can improve and and that's when um white people started coming in and it's not just our family there's many other um, families that have incorporated that now which uh, speaks to the collective of openness and wanting to share now and do you find that there's like um, a space for the healing of the wounds of the past you could say you know between the white people and the black people, for example, do you, does, does it come up like yes. in the yep. training? Yeah, there's, it's, it's big, it's big things. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's now like um, the more higher, higher level people in finances with the, the higher class and the middle class, um, are needing something and and so then they come to to sangoma because that's where they're attracted to uh but then they come and they see the place and they see how things are going and they see it's mess and it's it's kind of like a real downgrade to to what they <laughs> um to what they want but they know this is where they need to get what they're missing and and the same thing happens for the the sangomas that accept them is also that it's it's that healing that dynamic of they looking at you lesser and you supposed to be giving them so how does this work because they need to respect us to give them the information but at the same time 
um, we shouldn't be demanding or, you know, does that make sense? Like, I don't want to demand respect, but, but if you're coming, if you're coming for something that you're missing, then there should be some respect and not uh, judge the way that we are living, for mm. example. Um, and that's, and that's not, it's not, not something, it's just within the consciousness of people because we don't actually realize how people are struggling or the poverty or seeing how things are. And it, it's a bit of an adjustment. So that's also not a direct um, conscious thought to say, oh, now I'm disrespecting because now I see oh, things aren't nice here and it's not looking pretty and, and things like that. So there is that that we have to deal with between each other. There's no, there's no wrong on either side. And that's also been challenging sometimes to, because, because what we have to deal with um, is, is heavy because we're helping the people that are coming who don't understand yet. So we have to, we have to respect that, that they won't respect us now until also after when they see uh, the reality and then when they go through it they see they see more and then they want to help they want to see okay um where can how can we help this system over here that's not looking so nice maybe we can make it look nicer and um build up here and and do things and that's where the the, the healing comes um because there's a lot of people i'm talking outside of sangoma where they would come with their privilegedness and come into a village and, and put their ideas or what they think is right to, to change for the people and fails massively because actually we need to understand their living conditions. We need to live with them. We need to understand their ways before we can find a solution. Um, so so that's, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there must be... There must be uh, level ground. You come here, and we come there, and then we can come together. Mm. And um, Gabriel, I know you've just done. Uh, you've just done this whole long journey, this Marakami ceremony, and oh, yeah. uh, there's been a lot of teachings um, that have come with that. Um, I'm wondering if you want to talk about some of the teachings that have been received around that um, I'm not sure if if that was around cross-cultural lessons um, Mm. or where you'd want to begin I've got I mean I've got a lot of other questions I'm not sure if you want to jump into that now Um, yeah I can I can just briefly say about it because it's all it's all part of it so there was a there was Mexicans from the Whitaker nation that um, wanted to come and do some prayers for the land and share their medicine, their sacred medicine that comes from the desert of the Whitaker Nation, which is northwest of Mexico. And, and their nation is the only tribe, you could say, that hasn't been colonialized in Mexico. So they still hold their traditions from the ancient times when they, when they first came together as a as a family as a tribe as a nation and they they work closely with this medicine called peyote which is a cactus a psychedelic medicine plant medicine 
that helps us to connect to to our ancestors and to our roots and and it, through this plant they were they learned all their ways and traditions and it's very similar to sangoma what they do they go to sacred sites when they harvest they always do prayers and offerings they always do it in a ceremonial and sacred way um, they're always honoring the land honoring the elements the rocks the 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 plants, everything, and they, they do the offerings, they do the prayers, because that is believed to be ancestors. Ancestors, we also believe, is everything. It's in the tre- they're in the trees, they're in the rocks, they're in the, the plants, they within us, and they're all around. And so to, to offer, to give prayers on sacred sites is, is a very powerful thing to do. And so they were called to South Africa and my ancestors brought them to me specifically and and then we we got in touch and we got going and we went all around south africa to do some prayers and what it really did for me was just connect me to my ancestors even more and understand the relationship between doing a prayer offering and what that means for the land and and just that recognition of ancestors because what I saw while going through, and it's not, it's not saying um, that any one person is wrong. I think we're all, we're all a bit confused and lost in, in some way. But what I saw is that sometimes we do get caught up in our own life and our, in our own healing that we forget that it's actually, that is also about ancestors. It's also about everything that is. And, um, so when we go through the when we went through the healing of the the plants the 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 spirit of the plant which is the blue deer they call it kayumari mm. he was the one that that spirit was the one that connected us to the ancestors of the land that we were in specifically in the different places and those ancestors told us okay we need we want to do some prayers over here we, we would like some tobacco and some this and and some of the altar fruits and things. And there were times where, where the people forgot to do that, and there was times where people did do it. And it was through that experience where I could see the, the difference between forgetting to, to honor our ancestors and do offerings and, and when we did. And there's a big, big change, and there's a big, profound energy change that happens and it's not just for us but it's actually for the the piece of land that connects to another piece of land that connects to another piece that connects to the whole world and the biggest theme that we were connecting into was unity and bringing that that unity back into balance that um that we are here to share that we are here to to expand um we are here to come together as two nations, one nation from Mexico, one nation from South Africa, combining our knowledge and expanding another, you know, just keep uh, with, with equality, mm-hmm. with equality. So there's no more power games. There's no more uh, hiding secrets or it's about sharing. It's about, but with that sharing comes great honor and respect. And there needs to be that before um, sharing can happen. Hmm. Mm. Wow. So you, you, 
um, you were on the road for quite a long time with them, like a month yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, about a month, yeah. And then you got delivered mm. down to Gorgoland because your car broke down and you couldn't leave. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, are, you, are you busy, like, kind of, like, furthering your training or understanding more about, yeah, so, you know, Sangoma? What's happening there for you? Mm. So what happened was that was a whole uh, training for my ancestors to, to be a Sangoma of South Africa and open up the ways for a new medicine or a new medicine or a new nation to come in uh, because I can't go to Mexico and talk to Mexican ancestors because I don't know unless they're part of my ancestry, but still then I would need to connect and learn and and understand I can't go to France and connect to fr French ancestry. So there needs to be someone like a Sangoma to, to open up the way, I'm not saying need to, but it, it's nice because then there's at least a communication where ancestors of Africa see, Oh, here's a child that we know. And he's saying, Oh, that there's other people coming and other ancestry. Okay. And so that way we can introduce, um, another ancestry into our into our land and and open up the way forward so that ancestors can understand no this is not another tribe coming to attack us this is this is another tribe that's coming to share and and work together ah in that way things start to open now our travels are easier and we can get from a to b um, because there's been a lot of wanting to bring medicines from all over different countries and, and their traditions and things. And some of them don't go as nicely as others. And from my point of view, and this is just coming from me, I think it may be, it could be that um, the ancestors of the land could think that uh, could think it's a threat or, or something. And, and it's for us um, as Sangoma and people of the land. So not just Sangoma, but people of the land to introduce and to open up the ways for other tribes to come in um, with, with, so that we can all work with grace and inequality. Mm. And you mentioned, um, you mentioned this idea of the one tree. Mm. Maybe you could just talk about that. That would tie into what you're saying yeah. now. So it, yes, it's... It just explain that uh, metaphor a little yeah. bit. So then um, what I was, you know, ancestors showed me quite a lot through the plants, the plant uh, peyote, hikori is what they call it, um, showed me a lot throughout the whole journey. And I'd like to just share a little bit. What they were sharing is that in, in South Africa, we are so mixed. We are, we are mixed masala <laughs> of people. And with that causes a big identity crisis. And we can see that in, in many different people because especially in the spiritual community, people are getting drawn to one thing or the other thing um, because we don't have that foundation or that roots of, of, of who we are. So, so one person feels connected to ayahuasca or another person feels connected to Buddhism and one person feels connected to um, Tantra. And we're bringing all of those elements from what we're learning on the internet 
and I'm, I'm a case of this myself. So this is, this is why I, I noticed it is because before Sangoma, um, and, and still to this day, I do a lot of research and I, now I'm thinking about, now I learn about the keto diet and then I'm learning about this diet or then I'm learning about this health or this whatever, this meditation or this breath work. And we're bringing different elements from different places, but we're not understanding truly what, where is this coming from? How does this, this functionality work? We just know it works. And so we want to share it with other people and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. People are getting healing and things. But I think when we have a true foundation where it comes from, there's depth to that healing. Um, and that can go deeper to, to our core being. Um, so it's not just dealing with a small anxiety at the train station. But, but a bigger thing that will never cause that anxiety again. Um, so I was, I was seeing all of these different things and I was just seeing that there's no, there's no foundation. We're a bit lost. Um, we're not sure where we're coming from. So we are attracted to different things. Um, and what I then saw was this tree this big tree and when I was talking about the roots of our tradition and our family, those are the root, those, that is the tree that I'm thinking of. It's, it's the tree that we work with, which is the tree of life. And when you go through your training of Sangoma, when you've gone to your highest level, which is being able to be a teacher or a Baba, you get your roots. Your Mpande is what they call it. Mm -hmm. And and this root is physical, but also metaphorical because it's the roots and foundation upon which all of who you are and all of your ancestors stand upon. Now you can, now that you have this foundation, you can soar above and and find find it what it is that attracts you and 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 start to explore that. If it's breath work that you connected to. Now you have the roots to go deep and have that foundation where you're stuck, but you can explore breathwork to, to somewhere where no one has ever uh, felt before. And then you can bring that into the world. And um, through that, through your ancestry, it, it brings a deeper, deeper healing to someone who, who comes. And um, what I saw is that the foundation is, is the tree of life and each path, each branch is a different path. Once you have your foundation, once you are part of the tree and you have your roots, then you, you will understand where you need to go. You'll go to Hinduism, you'll go to Buddhism, you'll go to Taoist or whatever the lineage is. And um, I'm also not saying that Sangoma is the way, is the way but it is a way to get a foundation. Mm -hmm. and and that's what I've been seeing is people have been asking me a lot is oh but I'm not sure if Sangoma is the path for me I've, I've been um, connected to this path or this path but it's not it's, that's the thing is Sangoma isn't a path it is your path of true self and through that is a, you will be led to the path that you are connected to in the first place mm. and it, and it, gives, it just gives a yeah it's a different kind of perspective i guess from from what you, you know many people might think 
Mm. Um, but as you were talking about the tree with all the branches and the many paths that come together, I kept seeing um, like the DNA and the influences of, you know, what I would consider to be like a, a genesis project of how, where we came from into these bodies and that yeah. um, we were, this is my, my model is that we were genetically engineered by many different um, streams and, and star races with different, um, completely different worlds, you know, yes. that, that there was um, the Lemurians and the Syrians and the Andromedans and the Lyrans and the, like each, mm. each branch coming from the stars uh-huh. Um, weaving, you know, they talk about our genetics uh, being a weave of of just this infinite um, variety of influence, you could say, and yeah. that at the moment where we are on the planet is that we're busy remembering and reactivating some of these strands of of like who we are and who we've forgotten ourselves to be. So they talk about going from like the two strand DNA to opening up 12, the 12 strand DNA, which is really what, you know, what, what our, what our natural um, state is. And that all mm. of these subtle energies that we're busy activating open up some of those strands. So when I hear you talk about all these new influences coming in and, you know, that, that might not have been there before, and plus your name, you know, the alchemy of remembrance yeah. makes me think that, uh, you know, of that metaphor and the tree, you know, with all these branches yes. coming together into the ground yeah. where we are now <laughs> in this mm. body. Yeah. It's like that distill, distillation process of everything, alchemy coming into one, one foundation, one thing, one love. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. And that's why I think it's really amazing that you're in a lineage that is open-minded because mm. there is so much new information coming in for all of us and our, mm. all of our identities are busy reorganizing themselves so that we aren't, aren't, we're not who the past, you know, what the past has been. And mm. Mm. so I guess, yeah, you, you, you know, when you work with the ancestors like you do, I'm guessing that you also offering, in a way, initiations into streams of consciousness for those that are not yeah. in an embodiment, but they're still, um, they're still learning and changing and mm. growing through the the stream of consciousness that you're busy with. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the idea of, of why someone would um, be attracted to Sangoma is, is not to say that you are going to become a Sangoma, but rather, rather there are modalities that have been learned over the t- test of time in, in Af- South Africa that help us to connect to our ancestors. And because we are such a mixed masala, it, it does become challenging as to how to connect to them and um it's just a way it's just a way to to allow you to connect back to your ancestors i'm not we're not saying that um you don't know how um 
I think it's just it's just a collective thing that as we've gone to modern technology and as we've gone mixing Eastern with Western philosophies and and all of this confusion and mixing of things that there has been a f- uh, element of forgetfulness of how to connect back to our ancestors. And it's it's funny because why why all are these people born in South Africa or Africa, but their ancestors are from uh, Europe or Asia or um, wherever. And it's because um, it's because this is where you can connect to your, to your ancestors because this is Africa is where all our ancestors started from the beginning. And so, yeah, it's just guys coming back to the roots, my Africa, all of the biggest trees have the biggest roots, the Baobab, Marula, all of these ancient trees, you know. So it's like um, coming home in a way and remembering Mm. where Mm. you came from, your genesis. Yeah. 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 Um, Gabriel, I'm not sure how much time you've got because I do have other questions, but we could always, you know, we could, we could do a follow-up. Um, mm. I've, got, I've got a few, uh, like 20 minutes, so we can do a few more questions. Okay, so let me just see. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, just in terms of, um, like, how, how do you, is there, is there a specific way that someone would know that they have a calling, say, for a Sangoma? I mean, is there, mm. is there like a path that's laid out or, because you know, I think some people, I guess, might be nervous of, you know, the, the being taken advantage of saying, oh, you know, yeah. you've got a calling, but yeah. no, you don't. And next thing, you know, you're paying all this money <laughs> to somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're being initiated, yeah. but you know, not, you, you haven't like, there's been no, um, necessarily no traditional pathway in. I mean, is there that, yes. is there that or how does that work? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say these things. Um, it's also something that we are we, we deal with on a on a regular basis is the fact that um, it's like you, we can't tell you that we are we are taking advantage of you or not. It's up to you and your trust. We know what we're doing, and we we have to believe in our in ourselves and what we're doing that is is the right way um, because there's a lot of. Um, uh, things about Sangoma and, and mispractices of Sangoma that we just have to keep holding our truth. Um, and so, because that's the classic thing is people just say, oh, no, you have a calling, come, or whatever. I think the the most general idea, and it's more, more the African black people that have been getting it from the from the test of time is dreams. So they've always dreamt and that that was the way that they got called. Mm-hmm. But I would like to think a little bit about some of the recent people that have been um, called and, and how they, how they got to sort of give a little perspective. 
for me, uh, I didn't get any dreams. I didn't get anything. I was like, I'm like a spir- spiritually back then, even still now, I, I'm a bit of a plank. <laughs> I don't see anything or, or um, like dreams. Is, yeah, I don't really connect it to, to anything spiritual or whatever. And so that was not the way for ancestors to talk to me. <laughs> Instead, ancestors talk to me in a very physical way and um, using cacao as a as a health product and working with different um, medicines and and all of this and working for about uh, a half a year, almost a year with cacao daily. Uh, I, on the subconscious level, ish cacao, the spirit of the the chocolate, was opening opening up my heart and it led me to my Baba, uh, who is a cacao cucina. And in that way, I was called. <laughs> mm. um, someone recently, we had uh, the peyote uh, uh, ceremonies and there were people there and they felt a strong connection to this land because we had it here. And they had a strong connection to us as Sangoma. And that's how they knew, okay, they have a calling. Um, what else? Yeah, and I think it also just comes up in your sphere, and it's about how conscious you are because we we like to run away from the truth, all of us. Um, so, and it's and it's not always nice to to be called to say, oh no, now you've got a responsibility. You you just want to be free and and what, but it's through actually taking up your responsibility, taking up your calling that you become free. <laughs> so so it happens within your sphere. Maybe you come across someone that says something, and then that triggers another thing, and you then someone says something about sangoma, and and so it starts to just come up in your field if it's not by dreams. Maybe uh, you meet a Sangoma and tells you a lot more things and then you read up about Sangoma and then you uh, find your place in a Sangoma ceremony. And and those are signs to tell you you've got a calling. So it's about looking at the synchronicities Mm -hmm. um, because ancestors talk to you in the way that you will receive the information through spirits because they know how you operate. We all operate different with spirits. Yeah, because I guess, um, you know, sometimes I think, okay, you know, some people have said to me, you know, I've got a calling and I feel like I'm already a Sangoma, just the work that I do is already that. But I guess, you know, it's like what that might be for me um, is to, I would would just incorporate a lot more knowledge and be initiated into other understandings that I'm not carrying currently. Here's how I would put it for you and for everyone. You can, you are all strong. We are all strong enough to, to commit to something and be a healer and, and work with whatever we're working with and follow our path and, and know how to do things and, and form a way a medicine to heal other people um, through our own ancestry, through our own past lives. These are all what's coming through. But now what if we could take that and add it to all of the people that have done that 
when you're coming into a family, you are literally coming into a family of ancestry, of ancient knowledge. So you come inside of the field of all that is within the tradition. So whenever you are in a situation, you may only have your team, your spiritual team, maybe you work with plants and, and angels, or unicorns, whatever it may be, um, and your ancestors. Those are what you have. Those are your weapons, your tools, your, your guide to guide you through the process that you're going through for healing or for whatever it is. But if you come into a family, you've got that plus all of the support of all the ancestors and all their guides and everyone. And so you, you have a bigger team, you have a bigger energy field, you have a bigger uh, source of information to draw from in any given moment. And, and th through that, that's, I, I assume where the power comes is, is, is this moreness. But with that, with that moreness is it's about responsibility. <laughs> mm. But, um, but yeah, so that's what it means. It's, it's not, no one is saying that you are not, you're not anything without Sangoma. It's just that you can be more because it's the help of others and the other work that they've done and the work that they've done and the work that they've done that now you can benefit from. And that is why it's such an honor to be, to be, working with that and that's why there is deep respect it's because if you think of your life if you think of anyone that has gone through a huge journey of 50 years imagine how much you have gone through like you would want to be respected and with or at least being respected so that if someone else gains that what you did in less time that there would be some recognition that you had to go through all of that to get there and now you get to benefit from it without going through all of that.